and welcome back to Getting Along With Me, Noah Hill. I am your host and your friend. Thank you so much for coming to hang out for this episode. I hope it is a good day, night, or afternoon whenever you are listening to this. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well myself. I was dog-sitting for like five days, so I didn't get a chance to record an episode. And I should have thought ahead of time to record an episode beforehand, but my bad, honestly. And ironically, I had something already written down, like shortly after I recorded the other episode that I did previously, and I was going to record it, but had to dog sit. And here we are. But what I want to cover today is how do you know you're ready to start dating or quote unquote, move on? We'll stick with dating for now. But it's something I go back and forth on just because there are some days where I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see myself going out on dates casually or seriously. And then there are other days where I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. And it's very bipolar, not intentionally, but that's just how it works out. So we're just going to kind of see how this goes and... I have different notes and talking points, but I'm back in school as well to kind of give you a little more of an update on where I've been. I'm back in school and I have a couple different side projects that I'm working on. Go figure. I feel like I feel like I almost always have a side project going on. And sometimes it's nice, but there are other times where it feels more like an obligation and I can stress myself out over it to be completely candid. But I'm very excited with the side projects I'm working on currently, and I'm not expecting it to go anywhere, but I'm also going in with the intention that if it does go somewhere, then that's awesome. So I might talk about it in a future episode. I might not. I also have another film talk to record, not necessarily today, but in a bit, because I teased what my quote unquote film was that I love to analyze and dissect. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also getting back into film photography. For those of you who follow me, know me, or don't know me, I got my start in photography through film, black and white 35 millimeter film, developing it myself, and really just learning the craft that way in terms of making your shots count. I feel like sometimes when I talk, there's like this clicking noise. I don't know if it's my voice or if it's my mouth. So if you can hear that, my bad. <clears throat> Anyhow, so funny story. I had a film camera when I was in high school. It was a really nice one, too. It was a Nikon FM. And unfortunately, I got rid of it because my dumbass was like, I'm never going to fucking use this. And lo and behold, I miss it like crazy. So I just bought like point and shoot cameras or disposable cameras and they were never really the same as like a high end, maybe not a high end, but you know, a real deal 35 millimeter film camera. So that's something I have, excuse me, have been missing and been wanting to get back into. So finally I am in a spot financially where I can comfortably spend money on a, a very nice film camera not like a leica we're not that bougie and plus i have no fucking clue how to shoot on a rangefinder i'm sure i could figure it out but 
I bought another Nikon F2. It's all black, even better. And it's coming with my favorite focal point lens, 50 millimeters, F1.8. So I'm very excited to start shooting film again. Like, I think film is so iconic and it's going away, but it's not going away. Like, there's a very niche group of people out there that are really keeping it alive. And who knows, maybe I could work it into my actual professional work, which would be really cool. So I'm very excited on that. Be sure I will make sure to up update you guys on that when I get the camera. It should be coming on Monday. And I'm recording this Thursday. So we will see. Anyhow, without further ado, let's actually jump into the fucking episode and stop rambling, Noah. So how do you know you are ready to start dating again? Just got out of a relationship. Maybe not just got out. Some time has elapsed. And you're not really sure if you're ready to start seeing other people. And you're just kind of in your head about it. Well, this is a bit of a cop-out. And I'm sorry. But there is no right answer in terms of, you know, how do you know you're ready? There's no right answer. So everything is situational, obviously. So like if you were in a really long relationship and unfortunately you guys just fell out of love or things got toxic, whatever it may be, that's definitely going to affect how you're going to know you're ready you could have trust issues you could be in the boat i'm in where i'm so caught up in my head where to the point where i don't even do anything like i may have a crush on somebody but i will get so caught up in my head going over the what ifs or the worst case scenario to the point where i won't even act on it and nothing's even happened so on the other hand though if you know things end really badly you may be more inclined to move on sooner to kind of put that person further in your rearview mirror of life again everything's situational and on how things went down in your previous relationship so, so there's that to consider and if you're wondering if you're ready or not and then for me i think first and foremost i think it's very important to acknowledge the feelings of frustration depression and loneliness because they are all 100% completely valid. I have probably gone through the cycle of grief and loss, like, no joke, probably like over 100 fucking times, just because for me, I love so deep and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I just love with 112% of everything that I've got and then some. And so for me, because I love so deep and I feel so much, the loss can literally feel like a piece of my soul is leaving. And for better or for worse, honestly, you know, it could be a good part of my soul, it could, could be a bad part. And that's just in the boat I'm in. Obviously, everybody's different, like I mentioned, but I think it's very important to acknowledge those feelings because. When you don't and you just bottle them up and continue to tell yourself you're fine, that's how you start to develop depression or you start to just be unhappy and you can never place your finger on why. So I think that's super, super important. And you will probably feel all of these emotions intensely for quite a while, again, depending on the relationship. I know for me, it kind of waxed and waned is like, I would feel all of them at once or I would feel absolutely none of them and be totally numb. And it kind of went on like that for 
a good three months just allowing myself to feel these things to 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 move on and secondly i think it's also crucial to surround yourself with love and support healthy love and support from friends and family while you're relearning to be happy and content by yourself i think that is so important unfortunately for myself i did that but i also didn't do that i would you know vent to my friends and family but at the same time i would go home and again to be completely vulnerable and honest i would go home and fucking drink and it just developed this really bad cycle and habit of that being my coping mechanism when it 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 shouldn't have been to begin with and it's important to surround yourself with people who are gonna give you healthy love and support because they're validating your feelings or they are politely pointing out maybe where you went wrong with love and just reminding you that you're worth it you know it's you're worth being loved and being here so try not to fill the void with another relationship right off the bat would be my personal advice if i had to give you some solid advice just because it's not fair to yourself and it's not fair to your current partner because you're putting expectations on them from the previous relationship and maybe expecting them to be your ex or they're just more of a rebound and your heart's not really in it because you're being spiteful to your ex. So I think it's important to maybe allow a little bit of time to elapse. I think that's the right word. I almost said relapse, but that's definitely not it. But elapse, I feel like is the right word. But it's important to let some time pass before you legitimately consider putting yourself back out there again romantically. And I think it's important to find a healthy outlet to get your thoughts out, whether that be journaling, poetry, songwriting, etc. Just because you're rediscovering yourself, but you're also getting those feelings out while maybe doing a passion of yours. For me, it was a lot of journaling and there's honestly a lot of performing in terms of songs that really spoke to me and how I felt in that moment. It was a lot of guitar playing and songs that really connected with me in the moment just to really refine myself. So I think that's important, maybe not a necessity, but just getting, again, it's all about getting those feelings out and acknowledging them and find yourself again, you know, rediscover old passions, take on new side projects, try new things and learn why you deserve love. Because I feel like depending on the relationship, if you don't feel good enough it it can be really a heavy heavy hit to your confidence and your self-esteem and i know it was for me for a really long time where i would put on a face of being confident charismatic and really just deep down kind of fucking hate myself because i felt like such a piece of shit for hurting people for whatever it may be i don't really feel like going into the details just because it's my personal stuff. I try to be vulnerable on this podcast, but got to draw a line for, for my sake, honestly, for my sake. But being able to pick up those side projects can be really fun again. Like 
I remember I took, I didn't play video games for a really long time. And then after some time had passed, I, I picked up video games again. And I remember just really falling in love with it. Just really being present. That sounds really weird, but video games for me made me present because I'm focused, I'm focusing on one thing and my mind isn't going a million miles a minute because I can be neurotic sometimes. But being able to focus on one thing in particular, like whether it be Spider-Man, Batman, Call of Duty, Skyrim, being able to be present in that moment and just really immerse myself in that can be really fun. And also to kind of piggyback off of surrounding yourself with loved ones, my brother and I got to play a game together through and through, and I can't remember the last time we had done that. So we played the game It Takes Two, a phenomenal PS5 game if you haven't played it. I highly recommend it. So fun, and it's a co-op game, so I think that really hit home for me, just kind of rekindling that brotherly love for me in a way, just reminding me that there are people who love and care about me. So how do you know you're ready to move on? I think if you can honestly answer this one question, honestly like no bullshit no lying to yourself if you can answer this question i think you can kind of piece together if you're ready to to start dating again and it's what did you learn from your relationship that's it and not in a mean or spiteful way, you can't be like, oh, I learned that, you know, they're a fucking piece of shit and I should never trust so-and-so and whatnot. Because I don't, I don't, sure, that might be valid in some cases, but relationships teach us so much about ourselves and how we love and how we like to be loved and communication. So I think it's a really important question to ask yourself is, what did you learn? And... How can you apply it to your next relationship? Because I feel like when we develop that healthier mindset revolving around relationships, it can be bittersweet, but at the same time, I feel like it can be more sweet than bitter. I think that came out right. <laughs> so that's what I find so important is if you can answer that question, then you can answer if you're ready to start dating again. And I just think it's important, you know, and I'm going to share a story because I know I kind of talked through my talking points a bit fast, but I'm going to share a story with you guys. And it has to do with this topic. How do you know you're ready to move on? And I had, a, I met a friend and, or I should say, I met a girl who became friends and up front, she was like, you know, I'm hoping we could just be friends because we were going to see the Batman. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And so in my head, um, it's already established. I was like, great, we're going to be friends. This will be great. And as the friendship progressed and we started hanging out more, I began to develop feelings. And I there were a lot of nights where I would journal or talk it out with myself. Like, okay what are these feelings? Am I feeling, am I feeling these because she's a great friend or am I feeling these because I'm interested in her romantically? And so ultimately 
after probably like a couple weeks of going back and forth with myself, honestly, I came to the conclusion that, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in her romantically. I believe that we have really great chemistry together and get along super well. And she's very beautiful looking, but also very smart, which was what I was insanely attracted to was just how smart she is and how, how curious she was about herself in the world and even me. So anyhow, so I would go over and over in my head, like how I would go about telling her, how I would go about asking her out on a date. And again, me being me, it took me like fucking a week and a half probably just to even put together a single sentence to try to bring up this topic organically because for me, and I think at least for guys, I can't speak for everybody, but from what I've observed is it's easier for girls to kind of put their feelings on the line than guys because guys, there's in a way a higher chance of rejection, especially if you're unsure on how the other person feels. But obviously if you, if you, you're getting those signals of, yeah, we like each other, then for sure it's easier. But for me, it was kind of hard to navigate how she felt. And I was nervous to ask her because of the judge fear of judgment and the fear of rejection and just getting in my own way. And so I would literally be like kind of anxious about where we stood or how she felt because I didn't know how she felt. And ultimately, and again, I'm like, so fucking bad at being subtle because when I like or love I don't want to call it love in this instance because that's a little fast but when I when I care deeply about somebody I show it you know I want to make sure they're comfortable I want to make sure that I'm doing acts of service for them because that's how I feel loved and it's my love language honestly it's an ongoing joke that all of the love languages are my love language because I can do all of them and I appreciate it when someone does any of them for me. Maybe some more than others, but either way, I'm going to appreciate it. So we got to spend a lot of time together and I'm every time we hang out, I'm, I'm like, all right, this is it. This is, I'm going to tell her. And then I wouldn't. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, Something has to be done here because at this point I am giving her gifts. I am really just hinting at her, but not hinting at her, which is kind of awful. And in my head, I was like, pick up on it and then maybe she'll say something. And she did. But looking back now, I don't think that was the way to go. I think I should have been a little more direct in my approach so that I don't feel hurt I, I don't know because i wasn't hurt when she told me that she didn't like me spoiler alert for how the story ends but i'm gonna kind of go over how it went down so we're hanging out and i'm like we're talking like we normally do making not small talk we both fucking hate small talk but we're talking and then this is like the biggest indicator and biggest hint i could ever drop in it's just asking her about relationships in terms of what she's looking for and whatnot, because I'm very analytical in the sense that I like to gather as much information as I can and then make 
an educated decision on what to say and do. So in this instance, it's like I'm asking her, what does she look for in a guy? How does she like to be asked out? What's her perfect date? So I'm just kind of getting a feeling of, you know, what these look like to her. So then I can kind of calculate what I want to say in a way. I'm probably overthinking this in a way like I normally do, but I, you're getting to where I'm going. So anyhow, and then she brings up, she's like, Hey, you know, I just want to make sure, let you know that this is, you can, if you have something to say to me, you can say it and that this is a safe space to say it. And I am so, so, so incredibly grateful for this because when we were talking, like nothing was really lining up with what I had in mind. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to say anything, but she could pick up what I was hinting at. And so she gave me an open and comfortable space to express my thoughts and feelings. So I did and didn't work out, but I'm not bummed out about it because we're still friends and I'm incredibly grateful for that. And I'm incredibly grateful for her encouraging me to step out of my comfort zone to to share my feelings and be vulnerable. Because I think that's one of the things that was hard for me to learn was to learn to be vulnerable again when after opening up so many times you get your feelings stomped on and it fucking sucks. It's fucking hard to try to open back up again when you're so used to just being dismissed, so used to being hurt. Anyhow, so moral of the story, it's okay to be vulnerable and open open about your feelings. It's okay to be direct and honest as long as it's coming from a place of love and not, oh, they don't like me, so fuck them, you know, because it, it doesn't have to be about that. You know, you guys can still be great friends afterward. That's what I learned. Anyhow, so let's wrap this up with uh, a journal prompt. I kind of lost my page because I thought I was done looking at my notes. So journal prompt, really basic. Am I ready to move on? I think that's a great place to start no matter where you're at. If you haven't dated in like five years or you just got out of a relationship five months ago, it's a very valid question to ask yourself because I don't know about you guys. I thrive in not necessarily a relationship, but a companionship. So whether that be a best friend I hang out with pretty regularly or a significant other, I thrive in a deep, caring companionship. So ask yourself that. Write about how you feel about, you know, seeing other people. You may not be ready, and that's totally okay. Or you might be ready yesterday, and that's perfectly acceptable as well. So that is going to wrap up this episode. I have a wreck. I had a wreck to begin with in my notes, but I have a different one now. And this wreck is going to be the album mainstream sellout from machine gun kelly you guys know i love mgk and i genuinely feel bad for him in a way because i on a lot of videos i see on tiktok the comments on youtube people are just shitting on him and like i don't know he is a human being with feelings and he's been through a lot i've heard his story here and there from interviews and it just makes me sad to see people be so dismissive, so discouraging, so fucking mean and ugly just because someone tries something new or just because someone is different. And I care about that shit because 
at one point or another, we've all been in his, in his shoes, whether it be trying something new, being different, or you, you fill in the blank, you know? So I feel, I genuinely feel for him. And I feel like if people actually took the time to either get to know him or listen to his story of where he come came from, they would have a, at least an understanding of him and not be so quick to dismiss him. So that's my thoughts on it. And I'm not shitting on the people who are talking shit. It's mainly just, just kind of questioning it and hoping they can just consider his story, you know, because everybody got their own story. We've all been through shit. We've all done shit that we're not proud of or we're embarrassed of. And I think holding that over someone's head and especially as a celebrity being bombarded with that constantly must be so overwhelming. And it just feels like, I don't know. That's kind of my rant. So mainstream sellout, check it out. Listen to it front to back. My personal favorite song on there is Paper Cuts. It's hands down my favorite track. I love singing it. I love playing it on guitar. It's a phenomenal track. So anyways, thank you guys so much for coming to hang out for another episode. I hope you have a good morning, day, or night whenever you're listening to this. Be sure to drink water. Treat yourself here and there. You know, you deserve it. Journal. Just really look inward. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Noah A. Hill underscore and my photography Instagram at Noah Hill Photography. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you in the next episode. Goodbye.